It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. An expected loss for the Orlando Magic, but still disappointing nonetheless. How the Orlando Magic break out of this funk or how their offense needs to change to help them do that. Let's dive into it. It's time for a weekend edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is December 31st, 2022. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the eight-man Orlando Magic gave some decent effort, gave a decent try, but unfortunately did not have the ability to get over the hump and stay with the Washington Wizards. A 119-100 loss. We'll dive into that. Go over the box score and talk a little bit about Offensive diversity, because I think that's actually kind of at the heart of many of the Magic's offensive problems. We're going to dive into all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has recovered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. It should be said first and foremost that the Orlando Magic needed everything to go right to have a chance in this one against the Washington Wizards. Uh, it is not that it is so unusual for a team to have an eight man rotation, it is that. The Magic were undermanned. The roster wasn't balanced. The suspensions really hit this team hard. Both centers, uh, all three centers, Mo Wagner, Wendell Carter, Mo Bamba, were out for the game. All three suspended for their role in Wednesday's incident. As well as Cole Anthony, leaving the Magic with just one point guard in Markel Fultz. The Magic starting lineup was a fairly normal one, I I, I would suppose. Marco Fultz, Terrence Ross, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, Bull Bull. But off the bench were two two-way players, Kevon Harris and Admiral Schofield, as well as a rookie, the youngest rookie in the league, in Caleb Houston. To say the least, it was going to take a really good effort to win this game. And that's not an excuse because the team is certainly capable, and they showed through various stretches of the game how capable they were but the Magic just didn't have it. Whatever it is, they, they didn't have it. From the very start of the game, Orlando struggled to, to score in the paint. They got to the basket. They got where they wanted to go. But they struggled to score. Their defense just was never on the same page. Um, there were some good defensive moments early, but Washington broke that with some good shot, shot making. And then ultimately, Orlando, Orlando's offense affected their defense. 
and kept them from taking that step forward, from getting over the hump. Yes, there was a 16-0 run that included a 12-0 run to start the, the second quarter that put the Magic in the lead by five, that gave them a little bit of juice and a little bit of energy. And you could see the formula in there and how the Magic were going to win this game and how the Magic just frankly need to play in general. Their defense created deflections, created steals, created turnovers, created opportunities for them to run, for them to get easy baskets, for them to get out in transition, uh, to, to just feel energy and feel that boost. And, and Orlando needed that. They needed to find that wherever they could in this game because it was a tough go without it. It was a tough go for this team to, to just find that boost, to find that, that, that little bit of juice. And you could see the team kind of searching for it and, and trying to find it and going to the usual wells that they usually go to to get consistent offense and not getting it. I mean, we'll dive into the numbers here in a minute, but the numbers do tell the story. Every Magic player had at least a minus 14 plus, or every Magic starter, excuse me, had a plus minus of at least minus 14. Every Wizard starter, except for one, had a plus minus of at least plus 14, with Kristaps Porzingis going plus 32. Our line, you know, Bull Bull is big, but does not have the size to guard Kristaps Porzingis. Um, and, and Porzingis was just on it today, on it in this game. Looked, looked very much like the Porzingis that, uh, that, that was the all-star in New York. Orlando was able to get to the basket some. They were able to get in the paint plenty, but once again, they couldn't hit from the outside. Once again, their opponent did. And this time it wasn't because the Magic wanted them to shoot from the outside. It was because the Magic were scrambling, trying to figure out how to cover the paint and the outside with the driving and the rotations that this team just wasn't used to. This was a game that the Magic needed, not to be perfect, but to they needed their best players to play very well. They needed their role players to really fit in well. They needed to make some shots. They needed that. They needed something to boost them and, 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 to, and to cut their way. And it just didn't. Orlando fell behind by 10 in the first quarter. They rallied. They took the lead in the second. And, and, and they played very, very well in that early stretch with that Ben, with that ben Shunit, especially with Kevon Harris and Admiral Schofield out there. But at the beginning of the third quarter, the Wizards just put their foot down and ended this thing. And, and that's the truth. 42 to 26 in the third quarter. Again, Orlando Orlando scored 20 points in the first quarter, but 27, 26, 27. That's enough to win games if you're going that doing that in three quarters. But the problem is you're going 27, 29, 42. A 42 point third quarter, that's the death knell. And the Wizards led by as much as 30 in the quarter before just coasting to the end. This game was done before the beginning of the fourth quarter. I can point to a lot of positive things the Magic did. I, I thought they did a good job getting to the basket. They were they had 61 field goal attempts in the paint. They shot they took 100 shots, um, which suggests that their pace was pretty much up. And they forced 26 turnovers for 21 points. There were I think the, the Wizards were at like 15 turnovers, 15, 16, 17, 18 turnovers after three quarters. There were good things that the Magic did, but they never came together. The Magic could never string together enough shots in the paint. They were 31 of 61 in the paint. So 62 points in the paint is actually the second most they've had all year. But they couldn't string those together enough. And then they couldn't 
get those shots to go down, and, and the Wizards just ran right back at him. 17 fast-break points. When the Magic missed at the rim, the Wizards ran right at him, and Orlando's transition defense was just so disorganized. When Orlando could get set, they were okay. But when there was secondary break, when there's transition defense, the Magic just didn't know where to go. They sank into the paint. They didn't get out to the three-point line. It, the Magic were fine, but not good enough. Look, after the last two games, I, I think we could say that in this one, the Magic did have the right energy, intensity, and urgency. Um, the things that I've been talking about the last two games. I thought the Magic played really hard. Um, I, I cannot fault the team's effort with everything working against them and everything else. This team fought hard. They played hard. They wanted. They put themselves you know, as best they could in a position to win. And they needed some breaks to go their way. They needed to hit shots. They, need, they, they, they needed to hit shots. They can't shoot 42% and win when, when they're down this many players. Especially so many key defensive players because, you know, Bol Bol is not a great individual defender. Paolo Bancaro is not a great individual defender. Franz Wagner guarding in space isn't as good as it, as it should be or isn't as good as it, as, as it needs to be for that to be a lineup this team turns to. The Magic needed role players to step up and Terrence Ross... You know, such a key player, usually only six points in this game. Three for 10 shooting. You know, Markel Fultz, five for 12, one for five from deep. They needed efficiency. They needed, they need, again, effort can only get you so far. You got to be able to make some shots and you got to be able to play uh, and execute well. And every time the Magic made a mistake, the Wizards made them pay. Again, I can't fault this team's effort. I can't fault anything else. The Magic got to find a way to be better offensively. And, 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 and that will help set up their defense, and that will make their defense better. And then they got to get healthier again. And, and, and obviously coming out of these suspensions, this is the result we kind of expected. You know, maybe not as bad as a 30-point 30 30 point deficit and, and, you know, making it look prettier in the fourth quarter. But this was going to be tough. There's a reason the Magic have won only one game in their franchise history when they've had eight players available. But on to the next. And Wednesday should be better with really just Fra- with you know Franz Wagner, Admiral Schofield, and Kevon Harris out for that game. Wednesday they will look more complete, and Wednesday should be a lot more competitive and, and a chance to really get things right with a couple days of practice here coming up for the Magic to get themselves uh, kind of back in sync and in tune. We're going to go over the box score, and then we'll talk a little bit about offensive diversity and why I think that's actually a big issue for this Orlando Magic team. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it is New Year's Eve. Um, We know it's a big night. We know it's a big night for driving, and we know it's a big night for celebrating the end of the New Year. So if you're hanging out with some friends, putting back a few drinks, always keep in mind when a few becomes a few too many. As evening comes to an end and people start to head out, If you're thinking of calling a ride, please do so. Even if you live nearby, even if you think you can make it home okay, it's a big deal. Because if you do decide to drive after having a few drinks, what are the odds you'll get pulled over? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance could go up. You could lose your license. You could lose your job. You could total your car. You could really hurt someone. Look, everyone knows the risks of of driving drunk, and the results are tragic and often deadly. So... It still, for some reason, doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why, especially here on on December 31st, on New Year's Eve, 
Police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's life forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Make sure to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less every Monday through Friday, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Lockdown's take of the day. The Lockdown Sports Today podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Like I said, um, I, I think I mentioned this after the loss to the Pistons, um, and, and I'm going to kind of un, I'm going to unravel this point a little bit more when we get to it, but. Um, there were good things in this game. Uh, you know, again, it, it, I think I think a lot of the problem for the Magic in this game was just defensive cohesion and ability. Um, you know, their their best defenders weren't out there. You know, Wendell Carter, you know, Jalen Suggs obviously hurt, Jonathan Isaac obviously hurt, obviously hurt, Gary Harris was out with the suspension. It, it, it was just rough, and the Magic just couldn't get on the same page defensively. And I, honestly, I think they were very discouraged by the way that they were shooting. They shot 42 for 100 from the floor, 42%. The 100 field goal attempts is the most, uh, by, most by the team this season. The, the Wizards only had 25 uh, field, goal, field goal attempts um, to get to the line 25 times, which is a big factor in this game. Orlando just defensively just couldn't get out of their own way. Um, so they were missing shots. That discouraged them. That kind of put them on their back heels. They weren't able to be aggressive defensively. And, and then they got tagged with a lot of fouls. 18 fouls. The Wizards also had 18 fouls, but... The Wizards got to the line for 25 free throw attempts to make 20 of 25. Orlando only got to the line 16 times, 11 for 16. And again, uh, seven of those came from Paolo Bancaro. This Magic team is starting the league in free throw rate. And, and again, I'm going to tease this point here. Getting to the line is essential for this Orlando Magic team. If they don't get to the line, they are going to struggle to win. Plain and simple. That's, that's just a full stop. A good chunk of this Magic's offense comes from getting to the paint, getting to the rim, forcing pressure, getting to the foul line, and then they're hoping that that can spray out to three-point shooting. I think one of the issues in this game, and I don't necessarily blame Paolo and Franz for this or Markel for this, one of the issues in this game, I think, was that the Magic were trying too hard to get to the basket. Like Franz and Paolo especially, I think, were at times trying a little too hard to make something happen. Um, again, I mentioned it earlier. Points in the paint, Orlando shot 31 for 61 in the paint, 62 po- points in the paint. That is still the second most points in the paint that they've scored all year. But to get 61 field goal attempts in the paint and make only 31, like you expect to shoot really well in the paint. Washington, for example, is 23 for 32 in the paint. So maybe you're missing 10, maybe 12 shots. Orlando missed 30 shots in the paint. And a lot of these were layups. A lot of these were shots you expect them to make. 
to me, that says that A. Orlando does really have a good understanding of what they're trying to do offensively. Right now, they're just missing those shots. Same thing happened against Detroit. The Magic dominated the paint. They, they won those points in the paint. Again, granted, Orlando fouled a lot against the Pistons, just like they did in this game. So this game was really a carbon copy of that game where Orlando uh, got to the basket, got in the paint, got those good paint touches they want, but couldn't make, the, couldn't make those shots in an efficient clip and then couldn't spray out to three-point line. The Magic shot 5 for 27 from beyond the arc, 18.5% uh, from, from, there, from there. The Wizards shot 15 of 35 from three. So you're looking at a 10 three-point difference. That's 30 points right there. Um, that's, in this league, in this NBA, that's really hard to come by. Now, let's say the Magic miss 10. Let's, let's give them 15. Let's cut that in half. Instead of missing 30 shots in the paint, they miss 15. That's 30 points in the paint that they get back. That makes up for their three-point deficit. And again, you lose by 19. That probably makes this a close game. So again, that three-point difference is really, really a big deal uh, because Orlando is capable of getting into the paint. Paolo Bancaro is the one who struggled the most at this. 21 points, 7 for 24 from the floor overall, 1 for 5 from three-point land, 6 for 7 from the foul line, 5 turnovers. Frankly... Some of the fouls that, that Paolo was getting earlier in the year, he's not getting right now. I don't know what it is. It, 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 it could be a little bit of a rookie wall. He's just not getting to the line and getting the shots to go down that he was getting earlier in the year. I think it'll come around. I, I, I'm not so concerned. He's getting to the right spots. He's getting where he needs to be. There's probably some frustration on his end that things that came so easily earlier are not coming as easily now. Same thing kind of happened with Markel Fultz. 12 points, 5 for 12 shooting, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. Like, like the last few games, Markel's had really good force. He's getting in the paint. He's causing the defense to collapse. He's struggling a little bit to A, finish around the basket, and B, find that outlet pass. Find that guy uh, at the three-point line. Find the cut. I mean, he's finding some cutters, so that, that, that part's at least good. But again, it's just finishing at the baskets, that last little bit. Franz Wagner... Probably did the best of them. 28 points, 13 for 25 shooting. Eight assists for him. He was really good on the ball. He looked really, really comfortable running the show and, again, getting to the basket. But I will point out, Franz Wagner, 12 points, 6 for 10 shooting in that fourth quarter. That didn't really matter. So that brings him down to 16 on 7 for 15 shooting, which isn't bad. Um, so Franz was really, really good. Really, really good job getting to the basket. Again, every like Franz, Paolo, Markel, the three guys in Magic need to get to the basket. Did a good job of that. Markel and Franz did a good job passing the ball. Magic just missed a lot of shots, uh, whether it was at the rim, in the paint, or beyond the arc. They just missed a lot of shots, and this is a game when the Magic needed to be precise, and they needed to hit some shots. Other notable characters, Bull Bull, 10 points, 5 for 11, shooting 9 rebounds. He got himself going, but really struggled with fouling. There's like there's even one possession where it just looked like Bull was afraid to raise his arms, thinking that he was going to get a foul, and frankly, that's... That's the death knell. That's when you know you're cooked. That's when you know you're done. Um, I, honestly, I think the fouling and, and the amount of fouls and free throws that the Pistons got, that the Wizards have gotten in these last two games, I think that's dialed back the Magic's defensive aggression, and they've got to be aggressive defensively. I, I don't, honestly, I, I don't care if they foul as long as they're aggressive, as long as they're physical. Um, and, and that was something the Magic did really, really well during the win streak. Right now, the Magic are getting called for these fouls, are getting clipped for these fouls, and... and they don't know how to kind of modulate their physicality. They're either going to be too physical right now 
or not physical enough. Um, they, they don't have that sweet spot yet or they don't have the experience to know what that sweet spot is. That's kind of where the Magic are right now. That's kind of what the Magic are, are working with and working, are working around as, as they try to figure this, this thing out. They're frank, you know, again, there frankly weren't many other scores. Um, I got to give a special shout out to Keefon Harris. Eight points, four for six shooting. Really, really active around the basket. Really, really active in the paint. Really, really active defensively. In a game the Magic lost by 19 uh, and frankly were toast after the third quarter, he was plus nine. He was plus two after three quarters, so plus seven in the, in the third quarter. But you could feel the positive impact that Keevon Harris made. He brought the defensive energy, him and Admiral Schofield. So credit to Admiral Schofield as well. Seven points, two for seven shooting for him. It didn't make the shots necessarily, but really active defensively. Even Caleb Houston, I thought, was really good defensively. So there were pockets of good defense, and you know, I think that does hint at, yes, the Magic need to consider a little bit of a lineup change, a little bit of a lineup shift. Maybe, perhaps, you know, I, I will continue to advocate that, you know, I like Bull Bull a lot. I think it's time to move Bull Bull back to the bench and, and put out a more defensive-oriented uh, first unit to, to kind of set that tone better. I'd start Gary, I'd start Gary Harris. Uh, certainly Wendell Carter is going to be in the lineup for Will Wagner, but I would start Gary Harris for him, kind of get that solid base, gives you another, gives you a good shooter out there, and you can bring Bull Bull in and kind of blitz, blitz teams a little bit off the bench. Um, that's That's... That's where I've been sitting for a little while. Um, you know, the, that group did obviously play well during the win streak. They rode it. I think they've ridden it to the end of the line here. And, and I think the Magic need to need to find that balance in defense defense again because they've given up 60 points now in two of their last three first halves and gave up a 42-point third quarter when your starters are really in the game. And again, that game got out of hand early in that third quarter. Again, Orlando did some good things. Uh, I'm not, I, I, again, I'm not here to hate on the effort. I'm not here to say that, say that, uh, that that, the, that this game was totally irredeemable. There were good parts to it. There were good things the Magic were doing. But with how much was working against them in the margin for error, that this was a real struggle. The thing, though, that, that, that this game really does drive home, and really these last two games drive home, in my opinion, is the lack of offensive diversity. And I think that's where we need to focus some of our attention now as we're beginning to think about how this team comes together for the rest of the season. We'll talk a little bit about that, go through some numbers here coming up in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Rocket Money. Say goodbye to last year's outdated, disorganized methods of managing your money and say hello to Rocket Money, the better way to hack your finances in 2023. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. More than 80% of people have subscriptions they've completely forgot about, like that streaming service you bought just to watch that one show or that free trial that you never even use. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Simply find the subscriptions you don't want and press cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. More than 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving an average, the average person up to $720 a year. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way uh, by going to rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. I almost forgot the most important part. That's rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. One more time. 
rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I want to dive a little bit into this idea of um, offensive diversity. Um, Essentially what I'm saying by this is having multiple ways to score and multiple ways to attack. The best teams don't just beat you one way. If they don't have their paint game going, they're able to create three-point shots. If If they aren't shooting from three, they're able to get to the foul line. If you know, they if their screen and roll game isn't working, they go to the elbows. They they go to, they go to do they go to something else. And you know, I, I get it that the Magic don't have the greatest offense in the world. Um, you know, they're still bottom ten in the league in offensive rating overall. And obviously, these last few games they've really really struggled. But I really do believe in what the Magic are trying to run offensively. Uh, I think offensively, this Magic team has the potential to be really really special. But right now, the Magic really have only one thing they can rely on. Right now, the Magic score in one way, consistently at least, in one way and one way only. As Jamal Mosley has put it, this is a rim team. This is a rim attacking team. This is a paint attacking team. And I've gone through the numbers several times and... This Magic team is really effective at getting in the paint, of scoring in the paint. The fact that the Magic can score 62 points in the paint and it be a bad performance, the second most points in the paint they've had all season, and it be a bad performance, tells you everything you need to know. This team does have the, like I said, you know, you make that 15 missed shots in the paint instead of 30, you're adding 30 points and that makes up for your lack of three-point shooting. But there, of course, is the rub. You got to at least be competent in your three-point shooting. You got to be competent in finding other ways to score because especially when you get into the postseason, teams are going to figure out how to cut you off. They're going to cut off what you're best at. And again, the playoffs, as I say a million times on the show, is about being able to beat a defense that knows exactly what you're trying to do and is doing everything it can to stop you. Why are the Golden State Warriors so difficult to, to play? It's because, well, yes, they have Stephen Curry and he creates a ton of gravity on the outside, but it's because they can beat you with Stephen Curry running around. They can beat you with pick and rolls with Draymond Green. They can beat you by cutting and improvising off of their actions. They can beat you in transition. They can beat you in so many different ways. And that's what the best teams do. Why did the Utah Jazz struggle so much in the playoffs? Uh, with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Great regular season team. A fantastic team that deserved a lot more respect and, and, and celebration than they got. But when it came to the playoffs, teams knew that Donovan Mitchell was the only one creating. And, and Mike Conley obviously had his injury issues. That's why they brought in Mike Conley to try and create a, get, get a second creator. 
But if they knew if they could choke out Donovan Mitchell, the Jazz three-point shooting would go away. Why did the Magic struggle in, 2011, in the 2011 playoffs? The Atlanta Hawks looked at the Magic and said, let Dwight Howard get his. We're going to knock out all the other three-point shooters. And it's why the Magic, you know, again, they knock out all those other three-point shooters. That's why the Magic, after 2009, when they knew they were losing Hito Turklu, said, we need another creator, we need another scorer, we need a perimeter guy. We're going to go get Vince Carter. You can argue whether that was the right move or not or whether Vince Carter actually fit that role. I, I, would, I would say I, I agreed with that trade, and I would say that he kind of faded in the background, but this isn't about Magic history. This is the example that you have to have multiple ways to score. If you're one-dimensional offensively, when the games really, really matter, it's going to show. Well, obviously the Magic aren't playing at that level quite yet. But Orlando's one-dimensionality on offense is really, really showing. The Magic are trying to get downhill into the paint. They're trying to score at the basket. And if they can't score at the basket, they're trying to get to the foul line. So these last two games of the Magic struggled to get to the free throw line, you can see why they're struggling to score consistently. Because free throws are essential. You know, when I look at the Magic's box or I look at these three things, points in the paint, free throw attempts, and whether they were able to make threes. Because in the game, because during, during the winning streak, the Magic made threes. They were shooting 37% from beyond the arc during that eight-game eight period during the winning streak. Now, during the nine games that they, were, that they won eight games, they were making threes. And you know, they weren't taking a ton of them. They were still taking the same number of threes that they're taking now around 30, and again, I'll give, cre- I'll give credit to the Magic. They know they're not hit making threes, so they're not taking as many, but they, they, they know they're not, they're not taking a lot of threes, but they're making them. Sometimes it really is a make-or-miss league, but the Magic have to find ways to diversify their offense. You know, again, some of it, some of it especially Friday night, was about, the, about who was not there. The Magic couldn't attack in the same way because they didn't have the same number of players or the same type of players that could do things. Paolo, Franz, Markel, those are three guys that work off the dribble really, really well. What Bull Bull is brought to the scene is a dimension of, of something different, of a different way to attack and a different, a different look for the defense. As long as attackers are attacking the score but also understanding where their, their passing lanes are, they're going to find ways to score. And, I, you know, I give, you know, again, the times in this game where Orlando were effective, it wasn't just a lot of downhill driving. It was downhill driving, and then you add some cutting, and you add some movement. What I'm trying to get at is the Magic's offense is still building. And there is a few things that they are already pretty consistent at. Shooting in the paint, Magic are pretty good at. You know, this game, even this game, the Magic did their number in the paint. They, they did a really good job scoring in the paint. They could have done better, obviously, but they did a good job. And you'll win most games scoring that much. But they didn't get to the foul line. And that's been a pretty consistent drumbeat for this team this year, too. And Paolo did his job, but other players weren't able to get to the foul line. And again, it's rough sometimes relying on the referees to give you those fouls, but you got to draw those fouls, and that's, that's a key to this Magic offense. And obviously, the element missing on Friday was... And element missing the last couple games has been they're not hitting shots. It will turn. Things will change. But this is where the Magic are. 
teams know what's coming, and yeah, sometimes they can't always stop it. But like everything else, they know what they want to give up. And so the Magic now, as they continue to develop this season, as they look to build and at the trade deadline and, and moving forward, they have to think, how can we diversify our offense? How can we make it so it's harder to guard us and so that our primary actions work every time? That's what the good teams do. That's what the good teams have figured out. And that's what the teams that are successful in the playoffs can do as well. That's where the ma- that's what the Magic are seeking. And, and, and we're still at these foundational stages, so it's not so pressing that they don't have this. But it's clear when guys are out, uh, when this team is struggling, that they don't have a different way to find offense. And that's affecting everything else for this team. I want to thank you again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in to Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them by sending on podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at... You can follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. Follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Now that you're done listening to us, go make your second listen to the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. Every Monday through Friday, Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Lockdown Sports Today podcast is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Have a very, very happy new year, everyone. I hope 2022 ends on a high note. I hope 2023 starts on a high note, too. It's going to be a great year for all of us here here listening to Locked on Magic and, and, and for the Orlando Magic, of course. But I want to wish you all a very happy New Year. Please celebrate safely and responsibly, but have a great New Year. Let's get this year started off right. For Orlando Magic Daily, Locked on Magic, this is Philip Rossman Wright. We'll see you all again in 2023 for another episode of Locked on Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.